Brain fried potatoes. One potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, four, five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes, one potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, four, five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes, more. Potatoes. Welcome to the Potato League Podcast with your hosts, Dan and Tom. Thanks, TJ. Thank you, TJ. I don't think I picked up anything on my seconds of silence there. It's pretty quiet in here. Uh... That'll be confusing when I cut that little gap out, but whatever. <laughs> um, it's been a month, so. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the Potato League Podcast episode two. Something, something, 20-something. I don't know. Um, we haven't recorded in almost a month. We haven't recorded, and it's been actually technically over a month. Yeah, because we did not make it through the last one. Right. Um, my father-in-law passed away. Yes. Uh it was actually on the day that we had started recording. On air. Uh, on air. Kind of, if you hadn't uh, paused. Well, that's when we got the call. Um, so it's been a difficult month. I haven't uh, been able to get kind of back into movies. I think I've watched three movies mm. in the past month. Um, so, uh, But we watched a big one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the first time I felt like a, a blockbuster, I feel like yeah. in quite a while. Yeah, I mean HBO Max has put out some good films. Yeah. But direct. It still stuns me they put Suicide Squad day and date with HBO Max. Well, they day and date. they they had to because it was part they couldn't do what they wanted to do at the beginning of the year and announce It's hard to say, "Hey, all yeah. Warner new releases are going to be on HBO except this one and this one and this one." Yeah. That would be a very movie pass thing to do. <laughs> Uh, so I think the good middle ground, and we'll get to Suicide, we'll, we'll lead up to Suicide Squad. Uh, the good middle ground is that it's there for a month, mm-hmm. and then it's gone for, I don't know, whatever. The ones from earlier in the year are already back. Which is weird, though, because after that month, the chances of it being in the theater are not great. I mean, maybe right now it's got no. a better chance because well, there's not as much coming out. But I, most films... I mean, pre-pandemic, definitely. Their their length in theaters was much much shorter, shorter after that even, initial thirty days, and it's been getting shorter the last, you know the past couple you know past yeah. twenty years it gets shorter. It yeah, you get your first shorter. two weeks, and that's where you get a lot of your money. It used to be like <laughs> Crocodile Dundee is there for seven years. Yeah, like. well, the, I mean, you're exaggerating, but like if, Crocodile, if it was at the theater watch, for like a year. If you wanted to go to Empire Strikes Back in 1981, you could go pretty much any time during the year. Yeah, and it was probably still playing. Yep. Uh, stuff played for a really long time. Um, I, I would imagine that part of that is, or a, probably a huge part of it, is the uh, physical media uh, agreements where mm-hmm. there has to be like a blackout. There has to be a six weeks of, yeah. of, not, of it not being available anywhere else, and then it's available for purchase, and then it's back on these other yeah. services or whatever. And that's, you know, whatever, it's fine. Um, we should have felt that way after Wonder Woman, but since Wonder Woman sucked, Wonder Woman sucked. it didn't feel that way. Yeah. Um, Suicide Squad was good. Yeah. Sorry, the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Was good. So, uh, and I, I don't think that's a, a hot take. That's pretty universal, <laughs> right? It's been, I have yet to. It's pretty universally. I've seen a couple. Because again, I, I'm members of like the Criterion Collection group on Facebook and. 
other. You keep the company of a lot of assholes. I do. In, in <laughs> you do. all camps. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, because it's like all, and then all I'll, spectrums. And then I go to like one of my horror movies, and they just hate everything that isn't horror. Right. And, you know. You, and then you have these guys on the Criterion page that is just like insufferable bastards. Oh my god! Yes, they are. I'm like every take you make makes me want to slap you. Yeah. Movies are fucking movies. Right. Well, you know, some of them are better than others. Some of them are setting out to change the world. Others are just like, hey, here's two hours. Enjoy. Have fun. It's also, um, some are better than others. It doesn't mean I want to watch those ones, though. I don't necessarily yeah. want to watch those ones that are better than yeah. some of the other. I just don't want I don't care. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty much the only negative comments I've seen online are from... The people who are playing Wonderwall at the at the dorm party yeah. while sipping wine. Right. You know? And and talking about Freud because they just took Psychology 101. Now that could have been a scene out of Empire Records. I think I actually make that comment in my in, in, in my blog that has we'll get to that. gained some attention this week from, <laughs> from people. Uh, so we'll we'll hit Suicide Squad, we'll hit Dan's uh, viral blog post. Um the thing that's been dominating my free time, and I, I mean completely dominating, is it's football season again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've already reactivated the PLP League. Nice. Um, I, had, I sent you a screenshot, I think, a while ago now. Um, that was the, Yeah, so I would have done it then <coughs> when, I, when I sent you that screenshot. Oh, Dan yeah. and I actually played in the PLP Championship last year when like, no it, one else was paying attention. it was down to the <laughs> yeah. wire. It was a, it's funny. It's like the greatest game no one saw. I think you and I were the only ones paying attention yeah. at that point. Because if you remember back to last year, I scheduled the draft like the day before the draft. Yeah. And, and didn't tell anyone. And oddly enough, it was an Eagles player that tanked my chances of winning. Was it? Yes, because I started their rookie quarterback. Oh, Jalen Hurts, yeah. In hopes that he would have continue his little streak. Yeah. And I was up by like a point or two going into like the fourth quarters of our games. Yeah. And then he immediately threw in two interceptions on back-to-back drives. Yeah. And I'm, and that cost me the game. I was like, if he just held on to the ball, I, I might have won. But nope, two interceptions killed me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's long story short, I'm the champion. Yeah. <laughs> it does feel tainted, though. And I was the runner-up with a 7-6 and six season. See, I, I, I at least, I had a good season. Yeah. I was like 11-2 and two or something like I that. I just... But, hey, all you gotta do is get in the playoffs and anything, exactly. anything can happen. I made the right calls on the right players in the right games and then got super fucking lucky. Because, I mean, sure. Rob should have beat me. Sure. But he... all He had like one player left and we were... T- I was up by like .3 points. And then his player injured himself right, on, on like the, the first play of the, game. of the game. I don't remember who it was now, but now I remember that happening. Yeah, and so then his chance, his chances were over. Because I fully expected to lose that game. Sure, and it was like a it was like a primetime game too, right? Oh, yeah, there was nothing it, else happening. Yeah, it was not like his kicker, right? No, you know, it was, it was a good like player. a quarterback. Or it was somebody receiver. who was going to score. Who was going to who was going to score like twenty points? Who was going to score a point, which yeah. is all that it would have taken. Yeah. He could have uh, fallen forward for half a yard right. and beat me. So. Uh, if if you have been in the PLP League and want to continue, if you're listening to this, uh, just go on to the... I don't know if you have to activate anything or say that you're back in or anything like that, but um, as far as the... Well, here, I, I can do it live on the yeah, air. Yeah, see what happens. I've and got I'm, the app on my phone. The dumb thing about ESPN is that you cannot... Unless you do a custom... You can't do a random dra- uh, draft order. Is someone here? Yes, Tilly. Is. Tilly? Yeah, Over there. Surprise. Uh... You can't do a random draft order on ESPN. 
What is she doing? Does she have a note? Do I, I think it says Joe. All right, we're back. Nope. Um, I think, yeah, I think I'm, I think we're already there. Okay, so you don't even have to do anything? Because there's like a button to join a public league and create new league underneath. And if you join public league, it just takes So like if you go to, if you go to your, to the league page, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think you're already, you're back in. Um, so I don't know if there's anything, if I can send out invitations, I don't even think I can, but uh, I'll try to at least kind of contact. Yeah. Everyone, remo- uh, in some way or another, we might have to do like a telephone tree type thing where we branch out to the people. Yeah. But anyway, uh, long story short, Dan and I will be uh, looking to, to repeat our successful yeah. 2020 season. Uh, I've been doing a ton of best ball drafts, um, which is you just do the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have dollar amounts up to, I think they have like $500 leagues. But like right now, I've just been doing the $3 leagues. I've done like 30 um, If you win the league, you get 20 bucks. You never have to set your lineup. It's an 18-round draft, and then it just automatically gives you the best score you could have possibly gotten every week. So your strategy is a little different. But uh, it's great because you can have... 30 fantasy teams, and you don't have to pay attention to any of them. That sounds like my league right there. Because once you're done, you're done. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, it's a totally, it's a different, the drafts are roughly the same, but you're taking way more boom-bust type guys, because you don't care if they score 30 one week and two the next, yeah. because the two won't count. Yeah. Someone else will score more than that. So yeah. I do like that. It takes the guesswork out of, mm-hmm. out of it, mostly. Which is usually what I suck at. Yeah, I'm pretty bad at second-guessing myself. I try to, like... Uh, kind of decide something and just stick with doing it that way every time, but I don't. Yeah. And um, when I do make the weird choice, like putting in Jalen Hurst, sure. it fucks with me. Sure, yeah. Because like, my other quarterback would have won me the game. Yeah, that's another thing. I, I try, I really try not to do that, but well, obviously everyone tries not yeah. to do that. <laughs> but I don't always try to put my best players in. <laughs> right, sometimes I don't. Uh, but, I, I mean, it does make sense in some cases where, like, if you think you are completely outmatched, it's good to throw in. Yeah. Like, Jalen Hurts... Is was not a good NFL quarterback last year, but he was a great fantasy quarterback. Mm-hmm. They were always playing from behind, so he was always throw heavy. Yeah. He is a run heavy guy. And any quarterback that rushes is worth more than yeah. you know your average because they points. get all those other points. Uh, so Jalen Hurts was. I mean, he was. He didn't was put, win many games. No, but. but he was putting up numbers like points. Mm-hmm. His completion percentage was terrible. They didn't. They weren't winning. But you don't give a shit about either one of those things in fantasy. I don't care if he fucking throws at forty five percent. As long as some of them are touchdowns, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. And it's as like, long as like he's with still... Tyreek Hill, it's like he's not the greatest wide receiver, but that motherfucker can well, run. He is he w- now. He is now. But like his first few years, he yeah. was. Not. He was. He was a gadget player. Yeah. He's turned into a very good wide receiver. Yeah. But uh, there are many receivers that were like yeah. him, where it's like Will Fuller is a good example. They're going to get two catches, but they're going to be for 80 yards. Right. And probably a touchdown. And and maybe none. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. if they cover him well, he's not going to He's not going to get a 50-50. Well, ball. and sometimes those just they just don't come up. Like you don't your shot play doesn't come up and that's just the way it works. But yeah, uh, so I've done a ton of the best ball ones. Uh, I'll move into like right now I'm just doing the $3 ones. The last like the thing right now is that all the people drafting like right now are people like me. That have are studying it all day all day long. I'll start doing the bigger money drafts like the week before the season when all the yeah the guppies come in. <laughs> um, 
will probably still get cleaned out, but uh, at least it's the, I think, I can't remember the number they said uh, the, for the, the site that I, the app that I use is um, Underdog Fantasy. I can't remember what they said, the percent increase of, the percentage of their yearly drafts that happened in that last week before, like dwarfs every, you know, the rest of the year combined. So oh, like, sure. Well, all the people, people wait till the last minute because well, you, you want to wait. Yeah, yeah, you never know with training camps. Well, and that's I I hadn't thought about it that way because it's the the ones that I do mostly are leagues where it's you and eleven other people. They also have tournaments where like there's five hundred thousand entries or over a million entries. Like the the uh, best ball mania is a million dollars to first place, mm-hmm. and. I can't remember what it was I was watching, but they said something and it just like hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, oh, the best ball winner has the best ball winning team for best ball mania has probably already been drafted. Mm-hmm. Because if you were drafting earlier in the summer, even mid July, and you took Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, and Daryl Henderson. Yeah, you were gambling. You were gambling big... T- well, you weren't gambling taking Daryl Henderson. You were just taking him where he should go as a backup running back in the fucking 12th round. Yeah. You were also getting... You were getting Aaron Rodgers in the same neighborhood as the rookie quarterbacks behind Brady, behind Hurts, behind mm-hmm. uh, Tannehill, behind Stafford. You were getting Devontae Adams late in the second round. I got I got him as late as 20 in mid-July. Oh, wow. Now he's going seven overall. Yeah, because Rogers, because you know yeah. now they're going to play this year. And they're uh, Rogers is going in the mid eight. Rod, since I started drafting in mid July, Rogers has moved up about twenty five slots uh, because there's less margin of error. Adams has moved up ten, but that's huge considering going from like eighteen to like around seven now. Um, so if you had those two, and then with the Cam Akers injury for for Daryl Henderson, because Cam Akers was going like top ten. Um, then he ruptures his Achilles. So now Daryl Henderson is now like a fourth or fifth round pick. He was going in the 12th where he should have been going. So if you have that lineup on top of loading up, like now you've spent your fifth round pick, which should have been Daryl Henderson. You got another great player, Mm -hmm. presumably. You got your quarterback two rounds late. You got your number one receiver around late. So the best ball, the million dollar lineup has probably already been drafted. Yeah. So, but it just kind of makes you rethink the way, just the way a tournament works versus just regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's really all I have. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, yeah. and uh, our draft is, uh, my league draft is coming up. Uh, you have a very good keeper. Do we? Yeah, you have, because uh, Josh Allen was QB1 last year. That's you still right. Have, you have a year of Josh we Allen. Have, we still have him under control for another year. He is... He is the highest in average draft position. This is gonna. This is super exciting statistical mm-hmm. analysis. Uh, he is the highest. This isn't really statistical analysis. It's just a fact. He's the highest uh, ADP player in our league that will be kept. Yeah. So like, he's the. I think he's the only person projected to go because the ADPs on CBS are fucking wild. I don't. I don't get it. But Josh Allen is going in the first round. Which really is crazy. To I mean, me. he puts up the points, but, but like a lot of quarter- first round, but a lot of quarterbacks do. Yeah, uh, Mahomes is going like seventh. It's wild. I I wouldn't touch a quarterback that early, but point is, someone will, and you are yeah. keeping him in like the eighth or ninth. Yeah, I was gonna say he was a very early, yeah. pick, like late late pick for us when we picked him. Uh, yeah, I think originally, I, I think you're keeping. Oh, I'm still surprised we picked him, honestly. 
way back. Uh, where the hell is he? I wrote it all down. Jesus Christ. Which is probably good, because Goose and I, we did not get a great... Seven. Yeah. We're set, we're, he's in the seventh round? Yeah. Okay. Which is still... And we're in the late part of the first round, right? Or has that even been done? Uh, it, it has been done. Uh, I, can't um, remember. I remember looking at it. You're but. 10? Let yeah, something like that. 10. Uh, I actually, I don't know if I've told you this, but I've done like 30 best ball drafts. Yeah. <laughs> and I have preferred, yeah. at the end of the day, my teams with late drafts. Yeah, knowing that we already have a very high scoring quarterback, yeah. I am happy going 10th. Yeah, I and because that I, means we can get up, we can get a very good running back and a very good wide receiver with yes. our first two picks easily. Easily, uh, yeah. I <laughs> of course we have a propensity to go for a guy who either sits out or gets injured. Yeah, very early yeah. with our first pick the past few years, but it's I have I have liked my teams from the one spot. They've worked out okay. Um, I have yet to draft from the two spot. I've only drafted a couple times from three. The ones in the middle, I just, I don't like, I want, I like the long wait and then two quick ones. Yeah. Yeah, we've Goose and I have gone like in the top three to five oh, the yeah. past like few the, years. Like the first, yeah, you had like three years in a row in the top five. And they did not work out well for us. Well, the, the numbers tell you that they rarely do. Yeah. Other, aside from, there's usually a Christian McCaffrey. And look, injuries are injuries. You can't, yeah. you can't project you can't project an injury that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. You can project someone who is injured and how much that's going to affect them this year, whether yeah. whether you know from on a scale of it's going to totally hinder them to not at all, and it's yeah. going to be the same guy. But the if you go back to the last four or five drafts and just look at the first round, there's a lot of misses there. Yep. I'd rather miss late. Yeah. Um, that doesn't that doesn't show a lot of confidence for your draft. I want to pick last so I have less chance to screw up. <laughs> but really, you're doubling yeah. your chances at, at hitting. Yeah. Uh, at that point, and really, there's a difference between like a tenth and a sixteenth pick compared to like a one and a thirty. Right. As your first two picks. Yes. There's definitely. a big difference, and especially in in that particular yeah. league. I'm glad you said that. With a 14-team league, yeah, it's not, uh, you know, in the leagues I've been doing, I'm drafting Trist- Kristen McCaffrey, and then I've got another pick at 24. So you pick one, then you pick 24, 25. In our league with 14 teams, you take Christian McCaffrey, you're not picking again until 28. Yeah. You get 28, 29. Um, so, but I have, my my favorite teams have been the ones from the 11 and 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all depends on where the quarterbacks fall and when you take, the big thing is when you take a quarterback and when you take a tight end. I've been trying to, if I don't get one of the early tight ends, I wait. Because those ones in the middle, there's yeah. so many good receivers. You, you either get the first three or or you wait. Because those yeah. ones in the middle, it's not that it's not that there's anything. I really like uh, Andrews and Hawkinson, and those guys are fine. I'm mean, I'm happy with them on a team. I've drafted both of them a couple times, but man, the receivers that are there at that time are so good. It's uh-huh. just so hard to pass on. Like if you're staring at Chase Claypool, who you know is going to have huge spike weeks. Yeah, he's a perfect best ball player because. He's going to have huge spike weeks, and then he's going to you know drop off the map on some weeks, which is totally fine. Yeah. Uh, but it's just it's hard to pass on guys like that to take a tight end when you could just spam it later in the draft and take yeah. two or three and hope one of them hits. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I'm. Uh, this year will be interesting. It's the first time I've ever gone into a season after being a seller at the trade deadline mm-hmm. the year before. I'm always almost always a buyer, so I go into the next year kind of fucked. But this year, I th- I have s- eight picks in the first six rounds. Sellers like at trade deadlines. <sighs> yeah, that cut that cuts this year. Yeah, that cuts. What did you what what did they did they? Oh, the Cubs. Everyone? everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Baez gone. Bryant gone. Rizzo gone. Fucking like their entire rogue. Like the guys that they brought in to pitch the sixth, seventh, eighth, and yeah. ninth inning, gone. All of them. Kim Kim and I mean they're they got some good players. But like watching Rizzo go to the like Rizzo went to the Yankees and he's He's, you know, homered in three of the seven games they've played. Yeah. He's played very well. Baez has homered a couple times. Bryant's homered. They all homered in their very first game for their new team, which always is fun to see. Yeah. Um, it's kind of exciting, though. It is. It, like, And it's like... As I, someone whose I, favorite I, team is going through a rebuild right now, yeah. it's kind of exciting. I love Anthony Rizzo. He's my favorite baseball player. It hurts to see him not wearing the Cubs, but he's got a chance to win this year, yeah. which he did not have with the Cubs. Right. The the problem is, almost all three of those players were like we would have resigned, we would have yeah. resigned had they made us good offers. But like, are the Riz- Cubs cheap? Yes. Wow, aren't they like the third richest team in the league? Yes. And that's where fans right now are like, "Fuck you guys." For one, their owner Mark Ricketts is a huge Trump supporter. That's a strike against us right there. Ouch. They spent tons of money buying up properties around Wrigley to make, like, a true Wrigleyville. Mm. So they're, they've invested a lot of money, which is why, they, which is why they're like, oh, well, we're broke. It's like, no, you're oh. not. The, this, you should have the second to third highest payroll every year. Yes. You should not have a problem because, also, they raise the ticket prices. It's expensive to go to Wrigley for yeah. a game. And then you let... I, I mean, I get it. They haven't performed well the past few years, but, again, Rizzo... When he was in just his second year for the team, he signed like a seven-year, $40 million contract. Stealing. Yeah. You had, and he he did that so they could build a championship team. Yeah. Here's a guy who won, who has won like four gold gloves, has been in an MVP vote a couple times. You know, he, He's a three, four-time All-Star. And he's like, I will take next to nothing so that you can bring in other people so we can win. I expect... When this contract is over, if we've done well, you will reward me for that. And they came at him with a five-year $70 million. Yeah. It's, and it's like Paul Goldschmidt, who is at about the same level playing-wise as Rizzo, got like $120 million from the, from St. Louis. I would like, I'd like to think that that's how I would be, that I would be the... Because at the end, I, I and I, it's easy to say sitting here in my fucking basement in Milo. Yeah. It's easy to say... What's the difference between forty million and mm-hmm. eighty million? I would never, I would never, ever in a million years notice the difference yeah. between forty and eighty million dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I'd like to think that I would be that type of guy, but it does get to a point of, yeah. look, now you're just taking advantage yeah. of me. And he's tried the past two off seasons to negotiate an extension. Yeah, and both times they dicked him around. So he's like, okay, once the season starts, I'm not talking contract anymore. I want to play. And this is a guy who has a children's cancer charity in Chicago. Like, he does make a wish shit for the kids in the Chicago hospital and 
donates tons of money, has all these things. He, he's he's a fucking Sandberg. Mm. You know, he's a he's a face of your franchise, and they let him like they they got a couple decent. They got good trade value. Like the Cubs completely replenished the farm system, which is the other thing. The farm system has sucked for three years. Yeah, because they emptied it, trading, making bad trades the past few years. For, I mean, they keep fucking up Eloy Jimenez, who is going to rake for the White Sox for years. For Jose Quintana, a fifty uh, ten a ten and ten pitcher at best every year. Because they thought it would push him over the edge. It did not. But, I mean, when they signed you Darvish and gave him a contract and then ditched him at the beginning of the year for fucking Jeremy Davies. <laughs> not Jeremy Davies. So. I was going to say Jeremy Davies. That would be quite a trade. It's somebody Davies. I can't fucking remember. But he might like, as well be Jeremy Davies. It is. He's like 4-10, yeah. which Jeremy Davies might be able to do just as well. Probably. He probably throws just as hard. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they, they tore, like, the, 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 the lineup the other day, I'm like, other than Wilson Contreras... And I'm a Cubs fan. I don't recognize five of the names in the lineup. Yeah. I have no idea who these fucking people that's, are. That's always nice. And I mean, it's... And Contreras' contract is up next year. He's like, if you want to rebuild around me, I will stay. But if this is your... if and That's the thing. They've made no, like... In 2012, when they tore that fucking team down, they said, we're going to tear down and rebuild so that we can be competitive. And you had Theo who you had some faith in. Theo w- retired at the end of this year. He walked away with a contract, with like a $15 million one-year contract left and walked away from it. That should have told you something. Oh, is he... De- he- yeah, he left at the beginning of the year. He was like, I'm not coming back. Despite the fact that I could have a guaranteed $15 million pay- paycheck, I'm walking away because it's going to suck. Well, again, at what point does... The money doesn't matter. I don't... To me, and I think to a lot of people, at some point, the money just doesn't matter anymore. The Ricketts are unbelievably wealthy. And like you said, the Cubs are a top market. This is not Tampa Bay. No. They have no excuse to not. They should be spending, and that's like, oh, they've been over $200 million payrolls. So So they bring in a billion. Right. Every year. Speaking of, I'm just astonished by it all the time. And part of it is because I don't follow the sport as closely as I used to. And it, uh, it's just shocking to me when you see the numbers of the NBA contracts. Oh my god! Well, did you see who signed with the Lakers this week? Who? Russell Westbrook. For what? Two hundred million dollars a year? Uh, he, it, I don't. It was part of a tra- It was part of a trade. So he's only getting like fifty million a year. Oh my god! The Lakers legit have like four players taking up all of their contracts. It's all so of their money. They're going to have bizarre. practice squad. They're going to have probably a practice squad guy in the starting five because they don't so have any money. Strange. Because they're like, well, we've got LeBron. Uh, AD, AD, Russell, and they signed someone else who's like a good middle it's person. Bananas, like, and and also in the ages, I was talking about this with my brother last week because I didn't realize it. Chris Paul is thirty six years old, yeah. and he just signed a four year, ten billion dollar extension. Yeah. Now I know some a lot of these, but are NBA contracts guaranteed? I don't, I don't think they are. So. That wouldn't make sense. You don't sign a 36-year-old to four years, yeah. guaranteed. I mean, like, LeBron's, for $10 LeBron's billion. like dollars. 36 or 37. He's pushing it. Hey, Google. How old is LeBron James? LeBron James is 36 years old. Yeah. I mean, he's bringing in that Space Jam money, so you don't have right. to worry about right. that. 
I just like, you're building a team around a thirty. I mean, he's still LeBron. Yes, but he's thirty-six. I, well, th- that that's and and that's where I get to Chris Paul. I understand that everywhere Chris Paul goes, he wins. Um, I just, I. I can't believe it's worth it. No. But, and maybe it is. Uh, look, the people that are making these deals, I'm, again, I'm sitting here in my fucking basement yeah. saying, hey, they shouldn't be paying them this money. But, you know, I don't fucking know. I don't pay attention. Has, but it's has, still a bananas number. Did a super team win the NBA championship this year? Right. Nope. Right. Nope. The Milwaukee Bucks. Right. One of the lowest market teams out there. Yeah. One, because they have, I mean, they've got Giannis, who is one of the best players in the world. That helps. But then they built smart. Yeah. Around him. It's like, they're they're good one through nine. Yeah, you know, LeBron has to sit half the year, or he's too injured and tired. Right. AD has to sit half the year, or he's too injured and tired. And he's like twenty six. So they're and they're like, oh, we're counting on Russell Russell Westbrook to play the majority of the minutes and keep us in the game. Which again, he's a terribly under. I say he's a terribly underrated player because the guy has averaged a triple double for two seasons. Right. Which is unheard of. He's not underrated in fantasy, I can no, tell you that. No, <laughs> he no. He is no, the no. fantasy guy. But again, he's also getting up there in age, and he's not going to be able to do this. And then, again, you bring in your D-squad guys <laughs> to fill out your, your lineup. The, the money is crazy. And again, I mean, it's 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 simple math. It's, you know, they bring in, they have 82 games, and it's weird that football is so far and away the most popular sport in the country. Like, it's not even close. Um... But aside from quarterbacks, football players don't make shit compared to the other leagues, and it's because of the number of games. Oh, they no, can no. only play, you can only do football sixteen. A- now, and not only that, you've got to break it up between sixty guys, right? Whereas basketball, you have twelve, right? And after your top five, those other guys are making league minimum for most teams. The fucking league minimum is like ten million dollars. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, on an NFL team, you might have, I don't know, maybe six or eight out of. Like yeah. you said, 53 that are making that kind of money. Now, you've got Patrick Mahomes who signed a half-billion-dollar deal. Fine. Yeah. But he is the unicorn. Yeah. Like, there aren't many of those contracts. He's the contracts. face of the, the league. league. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's not... There's just not... Uh, there's not many... I mean, quarterback money is quarterback money. But, like, your average good NFL player, like, an av- your average like good to great wide receivers only making like 10 11 million dollars a year same thing that your ninth guy on the bench in the NBA is making yeah. it's crazy yeah the guy who's just there for practice <laughs> uh, and then and yeah well and but again we talked about this last time i think uh, those guys are very important mm-hmm. you you better have someone that can give yeah garnett a good run during practice or he's you know that that's that guy is important yeah. and and again we're shitting on the 10th guy on the bench He's still one of the best oh, 200 yeah. basketball players on the yeah. planet. It's funny, because I listen to uh, the top five podcasts that I listen to. They, they're both huge basketball fans, and they talk yeah. about that, and they live in the L.A. area. Yeah. So they're like, every once in a while, one of these guys who's like the D-League guy who sure. will show up at like one of the courts to play, and they're like, and you can't touch him. No. They're like, yo. No. They're like, <laughs> goodness yeah, gracious, no. You're seeing a guy who never plays in the NBA, so you harp on him. Yeah. And then you see him play with... I mean, and it's like in a lot the of the best guy you've ever seen. Yeah, with, with you know the, the courtyard leg, the local courtyard yep. legends can't even score like two points off a game yep. to thirteen type of thing. Because and and it should be simple to think of it that way. 
because we've talked about this before. You could go on any one of those courts in Los Angeles or New York mm-hmm. or wherever, and there's 10 guys there that, that say they could beat an NBA player. Yeah. But you're not in the NBA, and he is. Yeah. <laughs> he was that guy at wherever he's from, mm-hmm. times 10. Yeah. You know? Like, he is the most famous person to ever play at his high school, yeah. most likely. <laughs> uh, and they're... The worst NBA player is in the top zero 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 one percent of the world. Yeah. Often the worst NBA player was very much like his college division's player of the year. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. If he, if he didn't play in like the ACC or, you know, right. the Big East, if he played like in some like mid-mountain range fucking division, he was division player of the year still. And a lot of those guys are like... He's got the all-time record for conference scoring at 34 points a game or something. You're like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. Then you watch highlights of those guys, and they're just fucking draining. Yeah. You know, just dominating. And then they're the worst player yeah. on their NBA yeah, they, they team. Can't even, but it's they still can't even the NBA. shot to play yeah. in the NBA. Right. Yeah, they're not, it's not even. I remember, like, oh, who's the guy? Taco Fell. Okay. He, he's on Boston's, like, practice squad. Yeah. He played in Portland. For the, the huh. for the Red Claws or the Lobsters, whatever the fuck. Whatever. The dude's like 7'7". Seven, seven. Cool. Like, completely outmatched in the NBA. Yeah, but he's but tall. Like, in college, he was something to watch. Dominant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, he can't even get like into an NBA game. <laughs> yeah. When you see people that are, are, are of really different skill levels, it's jarring. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if that was, I don't even remember what the trip was for. But we saw Vin Baker play at UMaine. Did you? Did you? Oh yeah. With that? Yeah. When he when he was with Vermont. Yeah. And like, <laughs> it was kind of boring. Yeah. Because he they were and this is D one. It's yeah. It's what do you mean? It's Maine. like us in high school, playing six year olds, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. You know? well, it's yeah. gonna get dull because six year olds aren't gonna win. He just, did, he just did whatever he wanted. And we were expecting to see all these thunders, dunks underneath. He didn't even bother. He just stood outside and drained threes. Because yeah. he didn't have to. Because, yeah. you know, he dunked over a couple guys, and then he was out of the game. Because yeah. they were up by, like, 40 at yeah. halftime. And he wasn't even a three-point shooter. No. <laughs> he was 6'11". At the time, that was, you didn't shoot threes at 6'11". Yeah. But he did. But he did. Uh, yeah, and this is a guy who was, he was an NBA All-Star. Yep. But he was not a Hall of Famer or... No. Anything well, like he that? He also but had a severe alcohol problem. He did. Oh yeah, he's at, he actually he's a, a coach for Milwaukee now. I didn't know that. Yeah, because um, a few years ago he was working at a Starbucks. This is uh, because, way more Milwaukee Bucks talk yeah. than I thought we were going to do no, today. He was a severe like he got drunk during games. Cool. Not so before like, games. During them, he had like vodka in his water bottle. What was that guy's name? That and I... was still an all-star caliber player for many years. But yeah, he he eventually like washed out. He was like a double double machine. Oh yeah, he, no, he washed out. He blew all his money, and a couple years ago was working at a Starbucks. But he caught on. You know, he he got himself sober, caught on with the right people, and people. You know, he's got a very good attitude on how to deal with fame. Yep. And the problem, so teams started bringing him in. So it's like, okay, well, we've got this player. We want to make sure he doesn't turn into what you were. <laughs> I want you to be an example. So I guess, like, Giannis fucking, like, considers him one of his best friends in the world. Oh, cool. Because he's the guy that's kind of kept him, like, this is what you should be doing, you know? He, he seems like a grounded dude. Yeah, exactly. Go do the charity shit. He's also shit. in Milwaukee. Go do the charity shit for kids yep. instead of going to the fucking Vegas Strip. Right. <laughs> you know? And it's worked. 
but yeah, wow, yeah. Milwaukee, w- welcome to Milwaukee Bucks Talk. Yeah. Or actually, th- for this episode, we've been on 35. Welcome to Sports Talk. <laughs> not, not just uh, Milwaukee, but we've talked a lot of Wisconsin today because we talked uh, Packers yeah. earlier. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, welcome to the Midwest Sports can, Talk Show. Yeah. <laughs> We should have an accent. We should have done about this those whole, Minnesota Twins, eh? Yeah, we should have done this whole thing with an accent. And we talked about the Cubs a lot. Oh my god. Yep. How about that Brian Buxton? Taking <laughs> <laughs> it a hobby. How about the how are the Minnesota yeah. Wild? Are, are the Canucks gonna be any good this year? Are the Canucks even still a team? <laughs> are they still in Vancouver? Know. <laughs> I don't know either. Um so this is an excellent segue from uh, sports into what we normally talk about. Have you are you caught up on Ted Lasso? I am this week's episode behind. Okay, I did not watch this week yet, but I have watched the first two episodes. Jesus, this show is just fucking it's so brilliant good. This year. <laughs> it, it somehow took a brilliant first season, and in two episodes, you're like, it's fucking better. Ted's, I won't spoil it for people that haven't seen it. I, it doesn't matter. Ted's dead dog speech. Made me cry. Like, <laughs> weeping. Yeah, and you're just like, where is this even coming from? What is happening right now? What does this have to do with anything? It, it The show, is, it's so well written. And, and man, if, if there's... Um, there are certain roles and actors that you're like, he found it. That's, yeah. That is what that person... This is it for them. Like, not... That mm-hmm. sounded wrong. That sounded like, yeah. like he's, he's yeah. Um, you know, he, he will still have a career outside yeah. of Ted Lasso. But like but Ted, La- like there, it is. This is like his James Gandolfini as yeah, Tony Soprano. Like, yeah, this is his Soprano. Yeah, you there. Uh, it's only it's it's not every day that a an actor or a performer gets put into a role that like they are absolutely pitch perfect for. Now the other side of that is it's a character he created. Yeah. Years ago, so but still, but still, they so, found the right way to make this. Yeah, work. and well, and then even watching, you know, going back and watching those old uh, Premier League promos where the Ted Lasso character comes from, he's not exactly the same. They've written him in a way that is more, uh, uh, kinder, I yeah. guess, because like, he's a bit of a hard ass on that. Yeah, and he's wiser. Yes. Yeah, because like you, Ted still doesn't know fuck all about soccer from most right. of season one. Right. But he knows how to coach people. Yes. And that's where, that's, that's why he works. That's the ultimate thing is that it does it doesn't matter what Ted is coaching. Yeah. Whatever sport you give him, yeah. he's going to he's, be a good. Coach. He will success. He will be a success because well, yeah. that's what Beard's for. Yeah. I fucking <laughs> love Beard. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they picked and it's I love that most of the writers are also actors on the show. Yeah. Um. Like, fucking uh, came out big, like, because they announced um, the Emmy nominations, and it got a boatload. Yeah, it, and like 20, um, right? Yeah. The guy who plays Roy yep. was original. like, this is something I didn't know. They wrote all this, the show, the season, before they actually started filming it. And he, Season one? Yeah. Yeah. And he had to go and basically go to Sudeikis and say, can I give Roy a shot? I think I can do this. Yeah. Because, I mean, he was an actor. It's not like he had never acted before. Right. But midway through writing it, he figured out who Roy was and that really showed in the season in the season two it like, did he, like Roy was just kind of a, a dick yeah an asshole you know the the angry you know Brit dick for the right. first part of the show and then he really especially once he started dating dating ish Kaylee right you're like okay now he's starting to come out and I mean this season Jesus yeah I'm I, <laughs> him I, is a little like Miss Soccer I like her t- it is very uh 
um, I don't even want to say, I want to say cliche, but that's not what yeah, I Yeah, well, I mean, he's the angry uh, guy calling to, little kids cunts. Yeah, and you, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's in every one. Anytime you see a tough guy like that and, and the scene start, opens just on their face and they're yelling something serious, you always know it's going to pan over and it's going to be kids. Ha, 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 he was yelling at kids. Yeah. Fine. Uh, trope is the word I wanted yes. earlier. Um, that is a very familiar trope in any kind of sports yeah. movie or show. However, they have, they've done a really good job giving Roy heart. Yeah. Everyone on that show. And I could have, I thought I was going to hate Keely right away, but she turns out to not Mm -hmm. be what she is originally presented as. All of, that's what it is. Everyone on that show is not what they are presented as being. Mm -hmm. Nate is not what he is presented as being. I love love that Nate has someone to boss around this year. (laughs) Yeah. Roy is not yeah. what he is presented as. Jamie. I mean, it starts right at the beginning. Ted is not at all what he appears to be. And that's, you know, that comes out in the dart scene at the end of season one, where it's like he says, like, gives the whole speech about I've been underestimated my whole life because of the way I talk and how I'm nice to people, but don't <sighs> underestimate me. I'm paraphrasing his. He, he does, his his monologue is so much better. <laughs> but the, the thing that, that I love the part of the thing is that you're just not curious because if you'd been curious you might have asked hey ted (laughs) have you ever played darts before (laughs) and i would have said to you why yes i have uh that's that's a terrific scene and it sums up the whole character in the show really so now it's shifted from the kind of major league uh plot Mm -hmm. of the first season into you know what it is now which is kind of just a workplace comedy yeah characters uh, a workplace comedy character drama yeah depending on what they're going with it's not totally it's not terribly unlike parks and rec yeah. or I mean, brooklyn I, 99 I, or any of the shows that we talk about i didn't know if we'd see jamie this year i didn't either and now they put him in a very interesting place by putting him on that fucking reality show where <laughs> he showed to everyone he's a dick yeah I, I can't remember what the name of it was but it was hilarious uh it's weird how that shit's basically coming true because um you watched 30 Rock, right? Yeah. Remember when they did Milf Island? Yes. Yeah, but now there's a show on HBO called, like, F-Boy. Cool. Yeah, F-Boy <laughs> Island or some shit. I'm like, holy Jesus. shit, it's all coming real. Um, I like that. Like I said, I like that Nate has someone to boss around yep. this season because he's been promoted. Yep. Um, I like that Ted has a very interesting foil now in The Sports Psychologist. Yeah, I still haven't... Um... My only issue with that, and I shouldn't, it's not an issue, is that what's what's the deal there? I get, I don't. I mean, the whole thing because of Danny. Yeah, the whole thing is because <laughs> he killed the dog during a penalty kick. Spoilers, hence uh, <laughs> the dead dog speech. Um, it, I don't know. I guess I get, I, I get it. It's that. You found someone who is immune to Ted's charm. Mm-hmm. I get that that that's the that's the friction. But why is she like that? What I'm sure, but I have enough faith in the writers. Yeah. That it will do you all do you think well. it will? Do you think there is a thing, or is it just that's the way she is, so that there can be someone who doesn't immediately love Ted like everyone else does? I think she'll have a reason. I think there will be a reason behind it because she she started to open up to him a little bit. Yeah. Like when she accepted. The biscuit, even though she doesn't eat sugar. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just so foreign to Ted. Like, and then he takes it to her anyway. <laughs> he's got, he's, she's got a half-eaten biscuit in it. I tried to get, 
Yeah. Uh, if you don't watch Ted Lasso, yeah. you are watch you Ted are Lasso. lost. Yeah, and you I def- mean, it's worth it is it is definitely worth a free trial if you can get through the bullshit to sign up. It's worth the free trial, and then you know if it takes you a while, pay for the first month or whatever. It's only like five. Bucks I mean, a if month. you wait two more months, both seasons will be full. Sure, yeah, so. and and you can. It's 30, you have no, you have no yeah. reason to not watch this by December. It's it's thirty minutes, and there's ten episodes a season. And there's other good stuff on Apple. It's I haven't watched literally anything else, but I, I would the, like to. The, I can't remember the name of it. But the Rob McElhenney. Is that one good? It's funny. Yeah. Um, Mystic Quest. Yeah. I liked Servant. I liked that quite a bit. The, that was a movie, right? No. No, it's a show. It's the M. Night. It says it's an M. Night Shyamalan show, but it is not. He just produces it. Okay. But it's got like Ron. I didn't like that would have moved got, the needle for me. It's that got Ron Weasley in it. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that one's creepy. Uh, apparently, the morning show is great. Really? Because yeah. that, that was one of their uh, flagship, when they were launching the network, like, this is the show, and then I've kind of never heard anything else about it. Well, it got a ton of Emmy nods. It did? It did. Uh, it's one of those <clears> that I don't think people really checked out at first. Which is weird, because it's, like, loaded. Oh, yeah. It, but that's the thing. It's loaded with people you love from other stuff. Sure. Like, you see Steve Carell, and you're like, I'm sure he's great, but it's not Michael Scott. And you right. see Jennifer Aniston, and you're like, okay. Yeah. I mean, Reese Witherspoon's on everything, it seems like. Right. Um... Yeah, she yeah. has become the queen of the uh, premium channel limited series, yeah. uh, prestige limited yeah, series like the, type thing. I say that she's done one other Pretty one. Little Lies or <laughs> yeah. whatever the fuck the other one was. And uh, Dirty Little Secrets. Dirty, or no. Dirty Little Lies. You, uh, dancing, Pretty Little Secrets. You're dancing <laughs> around it. It's something like yeah, that. Take those six words and put them together Shit, in the, the correct order. What the fuck is that show called? <laughs> I just want to keep saying Pretty Little Liars, but that's the CW that's a, show. Yeah. <laughs> that's a different show entirely. What the I really, fuck is that show I was going to go to Nicole Kidman on IMDb, because I know she was in it. And, and it's also, easier, to spe- uh, easier to spell than Witherspoon. You know who else was in that show is uh, the fiancé of uh, Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> if you want to talk more Wisconsin. Big Little Lies. Is that it? Big Little Lies. Yes. So Little Big Planet it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do we get there? Oh, morning show. Yeah. Um, what about movies? Have there are any of the original movies any good that you know of? Jesus, it's, I can't even. It's hard to find. I can't them. even tell you what one is. Oh, there was that one. The Russo brothers did one. Did they? It's hard to find them on there. It's kind of hard to. Yeah, their system is not the great. The one cool thing though that you can do with Apple TV, you can link all your other accounts to it. What do you mean? Like your Netflix to oh, it. Oh, like Amazon, like kind of like Amazon. Yeah. Sort so of? so it will. So you can do it all in one place. You can do it all in one I don't do that. Because their UI sucks. Yeah. It doesn't suck. It's just not, there aren't a lot of things you can do with it. It's just like, here's your stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I want to be yeah. able to make lists and shit. But I just notice every time I go to Apple Plus TV, it has that. I'm like, oh. It has what? It has like where I left off on other shows that oh, I'm yeah. watching on other networks. Oh, I get you. Yeah. yeah. I don't watch them from there. But it no. tells me at least... We're hey, least, dipshit. We're, we're, paying, we're paying attention <laughs> to what you watch, fucker. Hey, dipshit, you started the show a while ago. Why yeah. don't you finish it? Oh, wow, I haven't even downloaded oh, yeah, that's, this one. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's the Tom Hanks movie. Is that one that's out? Yeah. Is oh, it yeah. any good? It, what yeah. is it? I, I, can't, I can't remember. Again, it's one of those things where it's like they put out good stuff. I forget because I don't go to it regularly right. unless I'm watching a specific show that I know is on there. Like Ted Lasso. I get, that's right. I go to it on Fridays. That's about it. Uh, I haven't. As a matter of fact, I, I'm. You're watching. I haven't even downloaded it on this uh, down here. 
Let's see, what do they got for HBO original movies? That's right, they did the Beastie Boys story. I forgot that was an original one for them. That was Apple? Yeah. Um, they, they, they did a Billie Eilish, 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 whatever her name is. Cherry, that's I the one with Tom, Tom Holland. Um, they're doing that new Mosquito, Mosquito Coast show with uh, Justin Thoreau, I think, in the Harrison Ford role. Apparently, oh, their new show, Physical, is probably very good. Oh, Lisey's Story, that's also one of theirs, which I haven't watched yet. Is that Julianne Moore? Yeah. How many fucking Stephen King movies is she in? As many as she wants, apparently. Isn't this like three or four? I think so. Holy shit. And they're all those ones that I don't, that I haven't <laughs> read, that are all uh, the same book for me. And I... I it, she was also in. She wasn't in Gerald's game. Was that uh, no. Carla? Carla Gugino. Gugino. It doesn't matter. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, Apple. <laughs> Apple. Uh, the, the new. This. There's a second show of the sh- of the series called C, which isn't super helpful, but it's with um, Momoa and Dave Bautista. It's actually really interesting looking. It's a. It's like a movie where the entire world has gone blind, but there's rumors that like this woman will birth a someone who can see, and really? upsets everything. It's very feudal looking, because you know they're all there's a, from the previews there's spectacular battle sequences, which is awesome considering everyone is blind. I'm not sure how many people they accidentally kill. So like, look at the screen right now. Yeah, I'm on the Apple TV Plus thing. <laughs> if I already have an account, mm-hmm. how do I sign in? Yeah. I can start a free trial. What's under the little gear uh, icon? Let's see. Accounts. Accounts. Oh, oh, there hey! we go. Hey, that should really be on the front. Yeah, it, yeah. So, like if you go to, go to you know Netflix and you're not signed in, it's the first thing that pretty much. Like, like hey, s- sign in. Want to sign in? Have an account? If not, get one here. Oh, Apple, you dicks. Um, that's all I had on my list other than Suicide Squad. Uh, go back, uh, go back through the last month. Of stuff I've seen? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. All right. And... Go to my letterbox. I mean, I've watched quite a bit. Have you watched? Ooh, there's an, uh, there was a new, uh, vampire movie on Netflix. It's a Netflix exclusive. That was fun, I thought. You might enjoy. It's called Blood Red Sky. Oh yeah, I saw the yeah. I saw a thing for that. I think I have it on a list. Um, there. All I can say is, they missed the mark by not calling it Fly Hard. <laughs> because it's Die Hard on a plane. Only John McClane is a vampire. Yeah. Who is trying not to be a vampire? Yeah. The whole thing is this woman is taking her son to New York from, whatever foreign fucking Germany. I think whatever foreign fucking country they're from. <laughs> it's not the um, USA. It sucks. Yeah. And they're, so they're 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 going on a transatlantic flight, leaving at night and arriving in, in the night, and their plane gets hijacked. Yeah. And in order to save her son, she has to essentially vampire out, which is not a good situation when she does. Um, it's a little over long. It's like two hours, and it really only needed to be about ninety minutes because there's a lot of flashbacks of how she became a vampire. Okay. I don't fucking care how right. she became a vampire. Right. I know she's a vampire. That's all I need. She's, she appears to be tortured by being a vampire. Otherwise, why would she be going to find a cure? I don't need right. the backstory as to why. Or now, why her kid isn't a vampire. Is this a... Um, is this... Excuse me. Dubbed or... 
it's both. Um, because like the main, but I can choose, or or it's it's one of those where it it's dubbed initially, and you can put it on subtitles. Okay, but also there are people speaking different languages in it because it's an international flight. Like the lead hijacker is, um, I can never remember a show, but he's on prison break and he plays like um, one of the legends of tomorrow in DC. He's like the Dominic Purcell. Okay, yeah, so he's speaking English. But another guy is speaking German a lot of the time. You know, there's a Middle Eastern dude who speaks both German and Arabic. I'm just looking at the cast. It, it's mostly a cast of no names. And yeah. even, like, the names are, like, I've not, just heard of Purcell and Graham McTavish. But it's it's a good film. I, it, I gave it, like, a three and a half. It was very enjoyable. Where's who my the diary? hell was he Where's in Aquaman? Um, other, I rewatched Safety Not Guaranteed because Andrea heard us talking about it on the podcast I and was like, why, have we, why have we never seen that? Yeah. So we watched it. She found that very enjoyable. Oh, Woodstock 99. How's that? That's good. That is a good documentary. Um, and did you go to 99? No, I went, went to 94. To um, and it's funny watching people be on there be like, I wasn't at 99. I went to 94. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, for those of you who don't know or might not have even been alive at that time, uh, Woodstock 94 was the 25th anniversary. It was held in Saugerties, New York, not the same place here, uh, in an open field. Um, it was fine. I had a great time. It was poorly managed. Because, um, again, when 400,000 people show up, things aren't going to go right. Right. Um, like, I remember on Saturday, I had... I ate the granola bars I took with me because to get to the oh. like snack part of the, and I, I had a bottle of water because like to get to the snack part where you could go buy food, it was like a four hour fucking walk through everybody. And the chances of you getting back to where you were and your people still being there and your people still being there <laughs> or being able to even like, it's one of those things where if you come with like two people, three people, yeah. you stick with them or else you might never fucking see them again. Right. Especially also keep in mind, this is 1994. Yeah. We don't all have a computer in our yeah, pocket. Yeah, nobody had cell phones. Nobody had a cell phone at that one. I still don't know how we didn't find our t- how we found our tent mm. every night. Um, because again, it was like a three hour walk to where the tents were. Had the field been empty, it's fifteen minute walk. Yeah, but you also have to remember, fucking, you're a little under the influence. Everybody else is under the influence. It had the opportunity to go bad. The weather was not great. I mean, it was famous for the mud. Uh, on that one Very. day, um, in unsanitary conditions. Yes, I not, remember, enough, not enough porta potties. Yes, because I remember trying to like going from the the second stage where we watched Green Day on Sunday morning to go into the other stage to see the rest of the acts. It took us about three hours to get there. Jesus, and we had to walk through knee high water at one point. I tried to find ways around it, and every way I went around it was basically shit everywhere, like literal shit, literal human shit. Everywhere, So it's like, nope, not going to go that way. I guess I'm going through the water, which likely also contains shit. As cool as, like, the idea of it, that, that does not sound... I would have hated it. It's, hated one of the, it's one of those things, like, if you do not do it when you're a young person, you will oh. never fucking do it. Because the thought of it now, I'm like... Oh, no. I don't, I don't want to go to the beach when there's more than 12 people there. No. Um, oh, come on. But it was just a chance for someone, like, for us growing up in Maine, we didn't get a chance to see a lot of musical acts. Because they, right. at, at that point, they never came to fucking Maine. No. 
Um, I remember it was a big deal when Tesla fucking came, <laughs> and it was like four years past their fucking prime. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of chance, a lot of bands I got the chance to see, and again, wasn't healthy by any means. No. We stank. We weren't clean. Uh, we were very overtired and malnourished. I slept for like a day straight. When by the time we got home, my mom thought I was dead. Um, but that, that's just what it was. They when they did it again in '99 because they're like, well, we can do this every five years and make a ton of fucking money. Yeah. Uh, which again, bad idea. Um, it was they they did it on an air force base, like an abandoned air force base. Yeah. Where there's not nearly as many fields, it's mostly concrete. Correct. There and hot. Hot. Uh, every day it was like over 100 something degrees, uh, except when it wasn't, <laughs> you know, when it rained. Uh, not enough porta potties, they all overflowed. So shit again was everywhere. Um, even, even now it's expensive, but water bottles were four bucks a bottle. Yep. And it's funny because, like, on the documentary, the guys who put it on are still trying to fucking defend themselves. They're like, there was free water. We had free water everywhere. If you could fucking get to it. Yeah. And again, there was a person who attended, it's like, well, yeah, we went to go to the fountain. And there were four women sitting in it bathing. Cool. Guess what we're not going to drink? <laughs> you know? Any of that water. Um, yeah, you can have fountains every once in a while, but guess what? They're going to get fucking polluted. It's... And again, then you also have to carry around a fucking bottle the entire time. Because again, yeah. you're not supposed to take anything in with you. Right. But here's the thing. Drugs and alcohol got in. Lots of it. Well... Yeah. Um, because they had they had a guy who was on the security. He's like, yeah, we confiscated the alcohol and then took it for ourselves and gave it to the people we knew. Yeah. Yep. Sounds about right. Or they you know, people bribe and there were other people was like, yeah, you got your volunteer badge, and then fucking put it in your pocket and just went into the ship. Yeah. And didn't do anything you were supposed to do. So half their security wasn't even there. Right. Um, and then it's what happens when you hire volunteers. Yeah. Instead of actual security things, they are uh, notoriously un. Uh, They're faithful. not motivated. They're yeah. not. Yeah, no motivation, uh, and, and and just, especially as security guards. <laughs> if you're a no team spirit. Yeah, if you're a security a volunteer security guard and some guy who's much larger than you starts a fight, yeah, you're not jumping into Fuck that. You're like, you. I'm putting my badge away. Yeah. Get him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Start rooting for the one you um, win. So there were those issues. Uh, there were, and they, they, they took some. There were only three female acts at the entire thing, one on each day. Really? Yeah. It was Jewel, Alanis Morissette, and Cheryl Crow. So, cool. A very heavy male energy. Um, was Limp Biscuit there? Oh yes. You fucking bet your ass they were. Oh yes, and that was the thing, because like. By night number two, like they showed the first night, and people were still like, corn was there, and people were getting rowdy and moshing, and that that's going to happen anywhere, right? And you know there was not enough medical attention to give out to people. People were getting dehydrated because it wasn't enough water. I mean, there was a point like when I was there for '94 where they were just spraying hoses into the crowd. Yeah, and I, you, and you just held up your water bottle and tried to catch like as much as you could. Like people near me, like we had water bottles like this Poland Springs bottle here. Where we cut off the lip top. Like somebody oh, had so, a knife. And we'd so cut it would off, catch more? And we'd just hold it up, trying to catch as much water as we could. And it, it was enough. It wasn't great. But we didn't die from heat stroke and heat exhaustion. You're just waiting for a Morton Joe to mm-hmm. turn the water on. Yeah, yeah, and when it rained, you were like, fuck, this is awesome. I'm, I'm now going to drink every bit of rain I can. 
Um, but yeah, it looked an awful <laughs> lot like the Immortan Joe scenes. I mean, I, I, I get it and all that stuff, and, and that is one of my favorite, favorite movies. Uh, but uh, there's got to be a more efficient way to do that, Joe. Yeah. That just seems piss poor. Most of that's just going right into the sand. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, you're wasting an awful lot of that you're water. You're wasting a lot of that water, Joe. It's just going right into the dirt. And the, but the real problem started with the second night with, when Limp Biscuit went on. Because yeah. people were angry. And uh, again, I don't. <laughs> people were angry that Limp Biscuit was on. I don't want to blame the music because, again, that's, that's a cheap way out. It is. But. But if you. You can, also have a duty as an artist. Can put something on Fred Durst, do yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, exactly. <laughs> but, like, when everybody's real angry and starting to tear down towers and safety precautions, yeah. don't start playing break stuff. Yeah. Bad choice. I mean, we can also put some of the blame on the Chili Peppers. Give who, me something to break, Dan. Yeah. During the chili, the chili Peppers, when people started setting shit on fire, decided that would be the best time to cover Jimi Hendrix's fire. <laughs> Not little, a great choice, Anthony. But little, again... Little on the nose, guys. When you're looking at fucking Flea, who is playing naked to make the best choices... Right. You're looking at the wrong people to make the best choices. That man's dick's hanging out. Let's <laughs> yeah. listen to what he has to say. <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing. There were massive amounts of sexual assaults oh, that yeah. took place. Yeah. Um, and this, the guy, the guys will defend themselves saying like, well, just... it was only like four and look at how many people were there. It's like, that's how many were reported, you uh, asshole. Yeah, and also, I don't know that you want to be bragging about the number of oh, rapes that happened oh, at your and fucking then again, show. He's like, well, the women were naked. What do you expect to happen? Uh, um, nothing. Not for them to get raped, dude. Really? And again, that Anyone a, rape flee? That was a bad take to have five minutes after the show ended, mm. when you were still swamped with, holy shit, what went wrong. 20 years yeah, later... to hold that today. To still have that thought 20 years Yeesh. later? Bad take, dude. Yikes. <laughs> and he just came off as the biggest asshole ever. It's like, I don't want you to get any money, buddy. And then they're talking about like how, oh, we want to do it for the 50th anniversary. No. Because that was the other thing they pointed out at 99... Like, our generation had at least enough knowledge of what Woodstock was. The yeah, first one. yeah. In 99, most of the people, like, they did, like, the thing that, like, where fucking, like, Com Comedy Central goes out with what's-his-name. Yeah, yeah. Um, who did Jordan Trump Pepper. rally. Yeah, where he's, like, asked them questions, and they're like, who, who did the Star-Spangled Banner Woodstock? And they're like, I don't fucking oh. know. The people who were there to see Limp Biscuit and Limp Biscuit only were not the most culturally literate people. No. It was, and they, they said it looked like a drunken frat party most They of the wanted time. something to break. Yeah, they wanted something to break. They got a chance to break something, and they did. And then people were surprised. And then... <laughs> and then people were surprised. Yeah. And then, like, there were, when, they, when they did all the burning and looting on Sunday night, they were genuinely shocked. Yeah. Because there was one guy who was like, yeah, I looted on Sunday night, and guess what? I drank more water that night than I did any other night I was there. Because we looted the fucking water. Yeah, it's not like they were stealing VCRs. No, they were stealing, at most, <laughs> taking, t shirts. Taking water and t shirts. Yeah. Which, again, they they most likely needed more than anything because the clothes they'd been wearing were probably covered in Soaked shit. Soaked in mud and shit. Yeah. So the fact that they were taking t shirts and water vendors were like, oh, we lost so much money that night. Yeah, but you made so much money the nights before, yeah. motherfucker. Like, I bought a t shirt at the first one. It was like 25 bucks. It was not a good shirt. But it was just a shirt, so I bought it. <laughs> right. I bought it because my shit was soaked through. Because, again, right. the tents were ruined. 
they were not dry. Because <laughs> you can't rain, you can't like downpour for an entire night and have everything be fine. Camping, you just can't. Well, at least it was more successful than Firefest. Right? Axe did show up. That's right. Yeah, they, those two guys need to team up with Ja Rule for the next I was going to say, thing. was Ja Rule at Woodstock 99, or was this just no, before? No, but DMX he was. Just, yeah. Because they also talked about that, because DMX's songs have some choice lyrics. Yeah. Um, that a mostly white crowd was chanting. Oh, terrific. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, not, not, a, not a lot of um, pigmentation no, going on at no, Woodstock 99. No. And it showed in their acts. Yeah. And it was funny because, like... Well, they all look like Limp, Limp Biscuit. Before Limp Biscuit, or it was after, before or after, Rage Against the Machine played, and they didn't talk about anything about Rage. So the band that is literally has Rage in the title did not incite anything. Hmm. Because, you know, they, are, they, are, they actually know shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is just a funny aside. Uh, <clears throat> I said that I've been... I've, Consume with football right now, and one of the podcasts I listen to, the head coach of the Panthers, his name is Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. Anytime anyone on the pod, anytime either of uh, the other three guys, guys in the show, anytime either of the other ones mentions Matt Rule, the third guy leans into the mic and goes, murder. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious every time, and it's only hilarious to a small subset of people that understand that reference. Uh, but the Ja Rule <laughs> murder reference was just... Uh, just tying it together with the, the football <laughs> at the beginning of the episode to Ja Rule. And here we've come full circle. I had to, after, when this is over, I have to go grocery shopping for my mother. My mother had brain surgery this week. Jeez. So. How is she? Oh, she's all right. She, yeah. she looks like Jack Nicholson right now. Cool. Because they had to shave way back. Um, oh, nice. Yes. Um, I don't think we ever really talked about My mother has Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has, she underwent a procedure called deep brain stimulation. Goodness. Where they've essentially inserted electrical things into her brain, like yep. rods and wires, and it sounds weird, but it also sounds cool because like she has to be awake during the surgery. Yeah, because it's like all those you know funny scenes you see in movies where someone's doing brain surgery and they either start talking a language they've never spoken, right, or they make someone wave because that shit's real. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they basically implanted shit into her head. She goes back again next week. This is because the first one was to insult, like drill holes and insert rods yeah. to placekeepers, and then this one was to wire everything where it needed to go, and then the last one will be to finalize everything and then hook her up to the computer, essentially <laughs> bring her online. Bring her no, it really is. It's like bring her online because what it will do is you know she has Parkinson's, so she has the tremors. Yeah. This will intercept those signals so Wait, that she doesn't tremor. It's amazing. It really is. It's crazy to think of what it will do. Like when I, when I start thinking about our brains too much, yeah. it's overwhelming. Oh yeah. Like, because when you boil right down to it, that's you. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. That's you. Yeah. So, so she had the surgery on Friday, and I'm like, "How are you doing today?" She's like, "Well, I was on the floor this morning, and I don't know why." Because hmm. she's still cloudy. It's like post concussion. Yeah. You know, you were, people were poking around in your fucking brain. Right. You're going to be a little bit foggy. Right. So I told her today, I'm like, I'll be in Milo. I'll go grocery shopping for you. And she gave me like a three thing list. And then while I've been sitting here, like six more items have been added to the list, which again, all fine. But yeah, 
It will, be, it. it will be interesting to see how well it works. They say when it, like, she has a friend, because there's, like, a Parkinson support group. Sure. Which is creepy, because, like, everyone that she was in the group with when she started is dead. It's the unfortunate yeah. kind of side effect of that. Yeah. But they're saying, like, this adds, like, another ten years. Oh, awesome. And it's, like, good years. It's not, like, you know, confined ten to years a bed or a wheelchair a, type sitting of thing. in a chair, like, right? Yeah, because her friend who got it, she's like, you couldn't tell he has it now. Awesome. I mean, when you get right, right down to it, she's still a almost Jesus nearing seventy year old woman. Right. So she's still going to be old. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not she's, gonna she's not going to be a decathlete. It's not going to make her thirty five. But yeah, uh, yeah. But it's just an incredibly fascinating surgery to well, read into. Well. Yeah, and like the whole rigmarole she had to go through to get there. Like she had to have neck surgery before she had it because she had like three ruptured discs in her neck she didn't know about. Yeah. Our parents are getting old, Dan. Yeah. Oh, we're fucking old. <laughs> I had a limp the other day for no reason. Oh, I have all kinds of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Suicide Squad? Sure. Let's get right into Suicide um, Squad. We've dragged this out better than I thought. I thought we wouldn't have more than an hour of material because I haven't watched, oh, I've only watched three movies in a We always have fucking an hour of material. Always. Um, no matter what. It was great. I mean, they're, they're really, they're, I mean, it we can really talk, was. there's a lot of stuff we can talk about. Um, I'm, I'm not going to, uh, I'm trying to think of how it, it'll land in where it kind of settles in my, my brain, yeah. uh, not ranking, but like the one I compare it to, cause the easiest comparison is Deadpool. Yeah, because you know the because it's a heavy R. Yeah, it's a hard R. <laughs> you actually see some cock in this film. <laughs> yeah, you do, uh, and I, I like that. Anytime you can see some swinging dick, I'm all for it. Even John Cena, tidy whities focusing yeah, on his package. You you have for to, a good three minutes. You have to even out all the the years of Hollywood objectification of yeah. women, and just you got to show and some James dick. James Gunn is all for that. He's all show. He's all for showing dick. Um, was it better than Deadpool the first time I saw it? Probably not. I think I was more, and, but it also might be it's Deadpool. It's also because de we had never seen anything Correct. like Deadpool. Correct. Uh, the part of the fun of the first Deadpool was the shock of it all. Yeah. Um, you didn't, you don't, that, that's less so with this. And it's funny because this film also has flashbacks. Yeah, like it's not. They're a, very it's not similar. A, it's not a linear story, much like Dead. Because that was one of the things I loved the most about Deadpool was its structure was, it was essentially everything took place. The major, the major scene of the movie took place in like twenty minutes, right? And then you just flash back upon flashback upon flashback right. before you flash forward to the end, right? Um, I so on that level, I was trying to think about like first watches, um. I probably liked Deadpool more, but, you know, to your point, it was the first time we'd ever seen anything like that. Yeah. Uh, what this definitely had that Deadpool didn't, and sure as fuck, this, this 2016 didn't have, was on top of it being, and like you said, clearly a hard R, but it was also light and funny and that yeah. type of thing. I was also, you never knew... Who was yeah. okay. off limits? Yeah. Spoilers ahead. Oh yeah, for yeah. all the deaths. When they kill fucking Boomerang in the opening scene, you're right. like, oh shit. 
that that was for clearly that was for a reason. Yeah. You always have the the one guy. I mean. Against yeah, but the one guy in this one was fucking Michael Rooker. Right, right. <laughs> There's always the one guy that gets his head blown off, and it's great that it was Michael Rooker. See, that was the thing. They might as well put a fucking red shirt on Slipknot, Slipknot. or whatever the fuck his Man, name was. We just can't get away from new metal. <laughs> <laughs> True. Give me something to break. Yeah. Um, yeah, you knew that guy was dead. Yes, that's why he was on the. That's why he's in the movie. He didn't. Um, get, he didn't get his flashback as to why he was on the team. Now it was. It was clear-ish that that's what they were doing with Michael Rooker, mm-hmm. but it was also, they follow that, or not even follow it, he actually dies after, I mm-hmm. guess, but like, Pete Davidson goes Jesus. down. And, and he goes down <laughs> hard. Hard. Like, his, his face, face gets goes away. And that was, and uh, his way, like, Andrew, did they just kill Pete Davidson? Yeah. I'm like, it's I'm like, it's on. Yeah, because like... Like, If they're going to kill him... That is kind of what I was thinking, too, because like you had the obvious... um, It's just like a lot of movies, and it's not necessarily a a Suicide Squad convention, but you you bring in a newcomer so that things can be explained to them, so you can see the process, so that it doesn't have to be explained another way. So they get Michael Rooker to do... He's basically doing that role. Yeah. Uh, So you know he's going to fucking die. Um, But yeah, when they killed Pete Davidson and... Uh, Jai Courtney, that must have been a satisfying moment for you. Um, I, he, that's, this is the one role I've enjoyed him in. Yeah, I actually, so I do like, too. I was like, aw. I do too. Um, if this had been like Die Hard 6 and they killed him quickly, I'd have been, I guess. <laughs> like, uh, God. Yeah, speaking of the, of roles that people were born to play. Yeah. He's he's a good boomerang. Yeah. Uh, when they killed Pete Davidson and Boomerang, like in the first five minutes, I was like, the rest, that sets up the rest of the movie when you start to like people, you're like, oh, fuck, is he going to die or is yeah. she going to die? And really, pretty much, and that, that was the other thing. The 2016 Suicide Squad had two deaths. Mm. Two. Yeah. One of them was the aforementioned Slipknot, and the other one is El, El Fuego, or whatever the fuck his name is, at the end. Frankly, the only likable character in the movie. Yeah. Um, but also, like, it's, a, it's an obvious heroic death. But, it's not like yeah. a, oh, shit, that guy just died. Yeah. Uh, and, and they also had a clear mission. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. You're actually sending them to do something. And it's not... And then you learn that the the team that you're watching from the be- at the beginning isn't the main team. Right. They're the distraction. Right. I, I, Which meant at that point, they were fully expecting Harley Quinn to be killed. Yes. When you send them in, when you send her in with oh, fucking Weasel, <laughs> which, again... That was terrific. Loved Weasel. That was uh, terrific. <laughs> Uh, yeah, when you sent her in with that team, you're saying I don't expect any of them to make it back. I, I loved, I loved that part, and they bring it up in the. Uh, I try not to do this before we record so that I don't just end up parroting everything they say. But uh, I try not to watch other videos about movies before we start doing mm-hmm. it. But I did watch the uh, Mr. Sunday movies ranked the deaths. They mm-hmm. they ranked. Oh, I haven't watched their thing yet. Yeah, uh, and. <sighs> I forgot where I was even going to go with that. Just that they ranked the deaths. What were we talking about? Just yeah, how, how did I get die? there? <laughs> uh, oh, that the that the that you just you had you didn't know who was going to go next, and you would get uh, attached to people. And that, like for me, I I really and I'm sure I'm not the only person really enjoyed Polka Dot Man. Jesus, his death hurt. Yes, his, his was the only one that I was like, oh shit. Like yeah. the other ones were. Oh, I remember what I was going to say about Mister Any Movies thing. Was um, they counted Weasel even though the post credit he 
wakes up, which yeah. I kind of figured was what was going to happen yeah. just by the way that it happened. But it was very funny that, and they point this out, that uh, the people that work at Task Force X or whatever they mm-hmm. call uh, are just a bunch of office schmucks. Yeah. And like when they jump out of the helicopter and Weasel immediately drowns, they're like, no one, did, no one asked if he could swim. And they're like, no, <laughs> we didn't. Think about that, or Oops. no one asked if he was afraid of rats. Like, <laughs> now nah, we didn't. I'm an assassin. We, Why would I we, tell you? <laughs> <laughs> Which again, perfect. Uh, yeah. Oh, I loved Ratcatcher too, as well. Yeah, oh, she's such um, a great character. And and, and Taika and having Taika be the dad. Robin didn't even realize it until yeah, it, 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 was, it, it was after the movie because when she because she was pointing out all the Marvel people and I was like, and Taika Waititi, and she's like, what? And I said, yeah, he was the dad. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, and there was, there, and we talk about this sort of thing every time, but at this point it's impossible not to have a lot of crossover. And when you have someone who directed a Marvel movie mm-hmm. who has similar people in all of his movies, it's not a big stretch to yeah. well, uh, count up all the Marvels. With him. Yeah. Um, much like Taika Waititi, people will go to whatever movie he's making because they want to work with him. Right. Regardless of what type it is. Um Oh, but yeah, man, I... It's weird that... I want so much more of Polka Dot Man, because I loved the I idea behind him. Yeah. Like, his mother... I don't know... And again, I don't know how much of this... Because I don't know fuck all about Polka I was going to ask you if I don't, any of that was canon. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I love the fact that his mother worked for Star Labs <laughs> and experimented on him and his siblings to try to turn them into superheroes and, and basically fucked them all up. Well, killed all of them except for him. Yeah. And he has an interdimensional virus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's... Yeah, the Polka Dots... It's Her, a virus. It's herpes. He's um, got interdimensional herpes that he has to expel or, like, basically viral shed or it will kill him. And when he viral sheds, it wipes out anything nearby. Yeah, because they are incendiary. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, they didn't go into Polka Dot Man's backstory <laughs> that deep on Batman Brave and the Bold. Shocking. <laughs> it was just a guy that threw Polka Dots. I, yeah, I doubt it was inter- interdimensional herpes. And I think on that, the Polka Dots just, like, wrapped you up and you were like encased yeah, in they it were for a while. cellophane yeah. and shit like that yeah um, they, 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 they didn't dissolve you now they dissolve your through your chest yeah if they hit you um yeah so I was sad he <laughs> and died every, and every scene when it showed things from his point of view and it yeah. was just all it was like being John Malcolm oh he, yeah the only mom, his yeah. mother especially yep. when it's like when he saw Starro as his mom and they're like my Starro favorite, is your mother my favorite was when he was dancing yeah and they were all his mom mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some shit going. <laughs> Are we all going to die on this mission? I hope so. There, uh, speaking of Marvel, also Marvel, Ant-Man, Ant-Man alum, um, mm-hmm. David Dash. And uh, Dark Knight alum. That's right, yep. Um, he just plays a creep in everything. He's a creepy dude. Yeah. Pretty much. He's funny he, in Ant-Man. Yeah. But he's creepy. Yeah. Because he's got that Eastern European accent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was the only one that I was genuinely, like, sad about. The one I was surprised the most, the one that I was surprised that they killed off was Flag. Yeah. I was kind of surprised that happened, because that was a... Most of the deaths were, were grisly and over the top. His was, like, grisly and, like, oh, my God. Like a saving Private Ryan. Like yeah, that. I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't even want to... you know, he's stabbing even, the knife down into him. I didn't even want to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all I could think about watching yeah. that scene. It was a, it was was a traumatic that. death. <laughs> um, now, I also, because... I don't know if this if it's this way with you. It might, I don't know if it's just the PlayStation app, but the, the HBO Max app, it's a real 
everything is kind of delayed, so it's a real pain in the ass fast forwarding stuff. Yeah. So I don't know if there's a post credit. Was there? No, I watched the whole thing. There was just a mid credit, right? Yeah. Of uh, Weasel waking up. Yeah. Correct? Weasel, well, Weasel waking up and the post scene with um, Peacemaker. Okay, that I do not see then. Oh. Yeah. You can describe it to me. I don't give a shit. Peacemaker survives. Okay. And I was Because I was going to ask you, how are they doing that? And this is the interesting thing, too. The two people that go to get him out of the hospital are the two that kind of rebelled against uh, Waller. The bearded dude and the woman who hit her. With and the woman who hit her with the golf club. Yeah. Um, why yeah. is there a golf club in there? I, I don't, don't know. Anyway. Okay, so but he yeah, does they, survive. He, he does survive, okay. and they go to get him from the hospital. So it sets up kind of like... Maybe he's, they're going to use him to take down Task Force X. Because I'm sure Waller is not happy with Is that, that what the show is going to be? I have no idea. But that's just my guess. And the show is Hulu, right? No, HBO Max. It is? Okay. Yeah, it, 20, it starts in like January. Yeah. Uh, all, all directed by James Gunn. Oh, that I didn't know. I thought yeah. he was just kind of no, very it, hands-on. From what I've heard, it's all him. Yeah, cool. I, I knew he was very hands-on. Yeah, um, I, that, that's why I was like, they just... And that's because of the world they had set up in this one. I'm like... They just killed Peacemaker. Yeah. That, I'm taking it. That's a prequel. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I don't like it when they do that because I'm still very nervous about uh, the the Star Wars one. Mm. I don't and I don't know why it bothers me so much, but I just feel like you've got a ticking clock on something where the character is dead in, in, in movie real time. Yeah. And everything you're doing is a prequel for this show. Yeah. And, like, at some point... You know the end. At, yeah, and at some point, this guy you know, seasons down the line, if it lasts that long, is going to be... Yeah. I mean, for as good as Rogue One was, yeah. you still know at the end of this movie, they're all dead. Yeah. And, and like, how long can Diego Luna play a character who is younger than the character that he was... Yeah. You know what I mean? That he was 10 years prior. <laughs> and I, mean, I know he's, that... He's got a baby face, but... And I, yeah, right. And I know that, uh, that you know, shows now, especially shows like this, are, are designed to go two or three seasons and be done. Yeah. Um, so I'm not worried about John Cena aging out of Peacemaker, because yeah. he's probably going to look like he does right now for another decade. Yeah. Um, so, but it does put this weird clock in your head when it's all prequel, and you know, you know what things are definitely not going to happen, mm-hmm. you know, because of how things end. You, yeah. you know <laughs> Diego Luna's not going to be running the, the, the fucking rebellion someday. He's mm-hmm. dead. Yeah. He's dead on a beach. <laughs> um, Lucasfilm bought that motherfucker all kinds of face cream, though. Yeah. <laughs> Stay young, buddy. Stay young. We need it. Uh, so I, I know at the end of the day it's not a big issue, but I do like it better when it's not, it's not that way. Outcome. Right. Yeah. I, I, pre- I prefer a whole show built around him getting back at them for who, yeah, I mean, whoever it may be. This is the first film that kind of showed Waller to be flawed. You know, mm. and, and not every there is not everyone on her team is on board with her things. Because especially when they're like, you would jail his fucking 14-year-old daughter? Kill. Yeah. She threatened... Well, wouldn't kill her, but she'd put her in jail where well, all kinds of where things... where anything... She fucking Louisiana s- prisons are no yeah, joke. She strongly suggested that she wouldn't make it very long. Yeah. Um... It also, it, it leans into, because you'd have to even, to head something like this, you have to be more evil than she is portrayed yeah. in the first one. Yeah, well, there's reasons why, like, when you 
the CEOs of Fortune 500 companies can't pass the fucking psych- the psychopath test. Yeah. Because... They're all psychopaths. You, you can't think about people to get to that position. Right. Because if you think about people, no one's promoting you to that position. Well, it is... It's not dissimilar from, if we want to bring it back to the sports talk, it is not dissimilar from, like, when I, you and I sitting here in a basement in Milo are saying, I would take less. Yeah. But the type of competitive person you need to be to make it to that level would not You're take not less. You're not taking less. You They're want to be going. the highest paid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why, like, I, I knew Chris Bryant was never going to re-sign with the Cubs because he has... Scott Boris, and because who has an agent who will never let his clients take less than they're worth. And like we said before, all of those people have been alphas their whole life. Yeah, yeah. Chris uh, Bryant the, won the high school player of the year, yeah, the college player yeah. of the year, the minor league player. Of the they've year. been the best player wherever yeah. they've been most of the time. They want to continue that. And if you go into if even if I was a supreme athlete at you know like age 12 or whatever like oh if he really busts his yeah. ass he can make the majors if you have the attitude of nah, i don't think i would take yeah. the most money i'm not gonna i will never make it yeah. well, I because mean, i don't have the i, I mentioned it before Wilson whatever. Contreras, who it was the fifth best player on the cubs still an all-star but the fifth best player he just watched the organization treat everybody above him like disposable garbage right and he still says you know what if they want to build around me i'll stay if I get to be top dog, yeah. I'll stay. Even though I just watched what happened to five different top dogs, yeah. <laughs> I'll still do it because I want to be top dog. But they're not going to do that to me. Nope. Nope. I'll be different. <laughs> <laughs> they won't treat me that way. Nope. Sure they won't. Uh, yeah, it's wild. <laughs> it's wild that we've been able to tie literally everything in this uh, to back to something sports. that we talked Midwestern sports earlier in the, in the beginning of the episode. Uh, what else on Suicide Squad? Um, just, again, it's a James Gunn film through and through. Yep, definitely. Um, I think, um, he, people that are only familiar with Guardians, this is much closer to James Gunn than Guardians Yes, because, again, it's not PG. Right. But, again, it's got, if you're going to make shit super fucking weird, you have to give us something normal to latch onto. Yeah. And he does that. Um, Blood's, Bloodshot loves his kid even though god i love that his when him and his daughter met through the glass it was like fuck you fuck you yeah. he said basically fuck you to each other for like 10 minutes right um but he cares about his daughter rat catcher too loved her dad you know for as weird as fucking polka dot man is he hates his mom yeah there's shit in there that you can relate to on a human level despite the fact that he vomits you know internet dimensional herpes right and they're up against a giant fucking starfish. Right. Um, even Harley, who spent a good deal of the movie on the sidelines, she was not in it nearly as much as I thought she would be. I um, guess I didn't really notice until you just pointed it out that she really isn't. No. Um, her, her plot could actually be excised completely from that movie, and it would make no difference. But I liked that it gave her agency. Mm-hmm. You know what? She wants to fuck that dictator. And she's and, gonna. And she saved herself. Yeah. And then... Oh, God, that was... I, I, I can go back. Yeah, I can go back. I can go back and you can do it all over. But I like the fact that she decided... You know what? <laughs> Rest in peace to that man's monster penis, apparently. Yep. Because she had no problem fucking him. Right. But then as she put it, 
I've been told, you know, after my last relationship, I look out for red flags, and killing <laughs> children, children is a red, is red flag. A huge red flag. So then she murdered him. Yeah, the the uh, movie doesn't. What you think it's setting up, she just immediately takes away. Like, oh, well, that threat's gone. Yeah. I guess we're going somewhere else. Yeah. And they do. Um, Starro. Starro was fucking phenomenal. I still, I go back to the, and I, I joked when we first, when we were first having a conversation about who the villain could be or what the story's going to be or whatever. Because another big problem with the 2016 one is that, and I, I hate oh, when movies villain. do this, is that they, the villain they were facing was because of them, mm-hmm. and the mission to save someone was to save one of them. Yeah. So the entire, every conflict in the movie is contained to that unit. It just loses... Yeah. And you're if, and you're fighting... Of them, you don't care if any of them die. No, but you're fighting against... The villain you're fighting against is a Suicide Squad member that you let go, and the person you're trying to save is the head of the Suicide Squad. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. It's... It's not a good premise for a movie. Oh, yeah. It's, no, as soon as that, like, came out in that movie, I'm like, what? Yeah. It took me out. I'm like, this is stupid. Um, and I, also, and to, and to have the balls to set up the, the Waller thing as some sort of, <gasps> they were there to rescue Waller the whole time. That's a terrible surprise. Yeah. That is a terrible reveal. Like, yeah. it could have been almost anything else and I would have been said, happier. If hey, guys, your mission is to go rescue rescue Waller. Oh, yeah. I would have been like, been, okay, that makes sense. It would have been she's much the boss. better. Of course she's going to order them to go save her. Yeah, to set and it up as... And that sets up a great dynamic because right. they're not going to want to save her. Right. But they have to. Right. You took away so much story possibility. And again, we don't want to blame David Ayer on this one because from everything I've read, everything got fucking taken away from him in that one. Release the Ayer cut? Yeah, release the Ayer cut. Because even like the extended cut... It's embarrassing cut that, at this point. I know. All this shit. Because even the cut, the extended cut they released, he had nothing to do with. Did you watch the extended cut? No, I still haven't. I actually own it because I bought it. Do I own it? Did I watch I think, it? I think so. I, I think, think I, I think it. we bought it together as yeah, part I of like I the. It. It's four dollars on Blu-ray for, you know, Black Friday sale. Yeah, I'm all um, set. I'm all set. With, I thought uh, about rewatching it this week, but then I was like, Nah, I'm okay not. I tried to once, and uh, or I tried. I think I've rewatched it once, and then I. I was going to watch it again for something a while ago, and I started, and Robin just goes, what are you doing? And I I said... too many other things I want to watch. And I kind of snapped out of it, and I'm like, my God, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't... I don't... I have no interest in watching this. I I will not enjoy it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But the new one's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love the interplay, as brief as it is, as it is between Harley and Boomerang. Yeah. Where he's like, I thought you got free. And she's like, eh. Well, yeah, there was, there was... They're still criminals. Enough, uh, yeah, and there was... There was a lot more character this time. Yeah. I, I felt bad. Uh, I, it was, I was just starting to root for Joel Kinnaman when he gets killed off because I hated him in the first one. Hated and, Andrea didn't even think it was the same actor. No? She's well, like, why, did, diff- why does he not look near death in this one? Right, he, he, looked, he looked strung out. Strung out he looked strung one. out in the first one. Uh, yeah, in this one, he's, you know, he's... Well, he's gotten a haircut, yeah, and he's uh, he doesn't look like shit, and doesn't have like his eyes aren't sucking into his mm-hmm. head. Uh, yeah, and I was just getting to kind of care. Yeah, because he's not doing the I'm the fucking boss. Yeah, I 
hate you have to listen to me because I hated, I'm fucking I'm in charge. I hated that and the fact that he was just a constant exposition dump. It was yeah. so like it's so it's it's kind of it's one of those things where you're embarrassed for them as you're watching it when he's doing the whole thing with Katana, when she gets on the things, yeah. he's like yelling this exposition at the rest of them like they would give a fuck. And he's like, don't mess with her. She'll, yeah. her sword traps the souls of people it kill. Like, shut up, dude. Yeah. With your stupid fucking story. You take one look at Katana, I get I get it. I get fact, what she is. a five foot two woman with a fucking sword on this mission tells me she's probably dangerous. And the fact that you're, you feel the need to yell this over the engines of the airplane to the other six people on the plane like they give a fuck, is, it, it, it's too much for me. <laughs> and uh, speaking of rescues that were either unnecessary or went wrong, when the team goes to rescue Flag after he's been quote unquote kidnapped, yeah. and they wipe out yeah, <laughs> the entirety of like, the resistance. The resistance right there. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. That was a good touch. Uh, yeah. There are so many things that like that were just. I love the shit between King Shark and Ratcatcher. Yeah, they just stuff like that yeah. would not could not happen in the previous movie. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah. regardless. Yeah, you of characters. can go with ridiculous. You can create a friendship between a killer shark and a woman because again, you're buying into something human, even though the situation is. Clearly not. Yeah. It's it's Rocket and Groot, you know. Sure, and it's and the misfits it, that have found a reason to exist with one another. Yes, and you, you, and the first film did not have that. No, well, I mean the the, the yeah, obvious sorry, sorry, comparison that, that bar scene didn't sell it for me. Well, and the bar scene is actually just a, a a symptom of the larger problem of you know what we need, guys, is we need them all to get drunk together in the most generic, yeah. stupid bonding way possible, that'll get everyone during, on board. During a time that makes no sense. That's, that doesn't, that's, that, I don't, Yeah. that didn't work on, that couldn't have worked on anyone. Yeah. You would already, uh, at that point in the movie, that also comes pretty late in the movie, if I remember yeah. right. Uh, at that point, you've already burned your, your bridge with me as mm -hmm. far as making the, making me care about these people. I already don't. And n not a stupid, generic bar scene is not going to change that. Um, and not to mention, everyone, if I remember this correctly, well, I probably am remember it close enough to correctly, everyone in that scene except for Margot Robbie is not pleased to be there. Yeah. And is not doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, she's great. Yeah. Um, she's great. That's another person yeah. who was born to play a role. Yeah, and you took one of the most likable film stars in Will Smith. Yeah. And made him Insufferable. Yeah. Very boring. Yeah, and like you said, not just boring, awful. Yeah, like yeah. not not enjoyable to watch. Yeah. So you somehow made Idris Elba, yeah, who is known way for more playing fun. villains, way more fun, way more fun, uh, and and essentially playing the same character. I mean, I wonder how much of that was James Gunn being like, "I'll show you how to do this." I bet it. Was. I will take. Oh, for, I remember for the longest time he was supposed to be Deadshot. Well, when I they mean, re when they signed him, everyone said he's Deadshot. Well, think and then of they every, changed it. There's a lot of like. The the character the the daughter the everything it's like it's, that's the Will Smith character and they and then, make a point of pointing out that that happens quite a bit because it's like when she's like well everybody is on this team for a very specific reason yeah you're a man whose father was awful blah, yeah, blah, blah. and then yeah. this is Peacemaker yeah. his father was awful and it's like wait a minute he, he can turn anything into a weapon blah yeah. blah blah he's like wait a minute that's ex he's me yeah yep uh, pointing out the the idiocy of mm -hmm. these things uh and, and then king shark is the animal of the group so like 
didn't give a shit about Killer Croc. God, no. No one did. And I like Killer Croc as a character. Yes. Way more than I do King Shark. Yes. Um, But yeah, somehow, you made King Shark. I mean, it certainly helps that he's wearing board shorts the entire film, which is just a fucking riot. Yeah. Um, And is dumb. And you can... Stallone was having a blast. Oh, yeah. Having a blast. Yeah, and again, James Gunn just gets Stallone to do little tiny roles, because fucking why not? That fascinates me, by the way. Yeah. That... One of the guys who was one of the biggest stars on the planet will just sign on to these little tiny bit parts for James Gunn. Yeah, it's weird. It's yeah. it's I'm I'm fascinated by. It. I I, 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 love I bet he just has a good time hanging with him. You know, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, what was that? A couple days in the booth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he didn't have to even go on set. Nope. He didn't have to go on location. No, it, that was probably that was that probably was, uh, that was Sean. That was probably Sean Gunn doing that again too. Yeah. And it is so funny when Weasel was walking. I'm like, Jesus, that's a Sean Gunn walk. Yeah. Right well, his I the the weasel eyeballs are not CGI. It's just a manipulated. It's Sean Gunn's eyes manipulated, yeah. all bugged out and yeah. crossed. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and then had him as Calendar Man. In the yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So he is three roles in that movie. Yeah. Which um, is pretty much what he did in Guardians too. <laughs> do you think he gets paid for each role? Probably. Yeah. I bet, I bet they does. do. Yeah. I bet they have to. Well, when you're the brothers, the director, I bet you do. But I bet I bet they have to pay. Yeah, from just for because of the guild rules. Yeah. yeah, he's playing three different characters in the film. Otherwise, it would be like, all right, we're gonna pay you for this. You're gonna play every part in the movie. Yeah, every CGI part you are playing. Uh, yeah, I, I hope they do another one. I don't know if it'll be gone. And I because he's he's got he's got to go make Guardians three now because Marvel oh, it'll, was it will be a while. Marvel Marvel was smart enough to take it back. But that's the thing. Will DC want it to be a while? This is going to be the most popular film they've done That's in true. a while. That's other true. than like Wonder Woman. This is going That's true. This is gonna be the one people are like, give us a fucking sequel to this. Yeah. And in order to do it, you've gotta wait. Because yeah. James Gunn I mean he did the you know the Peacemaker mini for you. Just as they started filming that immediately after they were done with Suicide Squad. I don't know. I'm okay with, I'm okay with it either way. Yeah. I'm okay if they leave it alone. Um I mean, it's DC. They've got a large enough cast of characters. They oh, yeah. can do some other movies in yeah. between. I mean, it's not like, as much as we enjoy the Guardians movies, we haven't been clamoring for another one. No. Because Marvel's smart enough to keep putting out other shit. Also, the second one wasn't that good. It wasn't if I'm being, good. If I'm it being was, honest. It was not as good as the first one. If I'm being honest, the second half of that movie is fucking slow. It, 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 needed, to be, it needed to be 30 minutes shorter. That is for sure. And Because we cut Marvel a lot of slack, but and, that movie has a ton of... Also, Big CGI fight at the end. The uh, Palm, the woman who played Mantis, is yeah, in this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Lloyd Kaufman was in it again because he cameos in everything uh, James Gunn does. Um, there's, I'm sure there were other cameos that were fucking so quick you missed them. Yeah, a lot of things happen really quick. Yeah, I'm sure there will be 80 million videos this coming week. Because yeah. I know there's oh, yeah. some already of, oh, things you didn't notice. Right. Which most of them are stupid. They're like, of course I noticed that. Right. Yeah. But, uh, anything else? Um, if you get a chance, I mean, when it becomes available on, see Jungle Cruise. Okay. It was delightful. Kids? Oh, yeah. definitely kids. Um, there's some parts where maybe not. Yeah. It's, it's got that kind of like Temple of Doom. Yeah. Thing where some sure. parts like, you know, but she's, sure. it's fucking funny. It's, I mean, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, that's what I figured. It is almost beat for beat. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean as told kind of like the mummy. Yeah. You're, 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 Disney is not going deep into the well for this. Well, I mean, they, they were like, hey, that Pirates movie made uh, yeah. close to a billion dollars. Let's do that again. Yeah, which, and this, 
I don't know if they... I mean, I'm sure they will do a sequel for this. Mm. I'm not sure how well it works, just because of where the, the characters are left. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's very enjoyable. Yeah, cool. the, kid, the kids will fucking love it, I think. Um, you know, good, strong female lead. It's so weird, because I've seen two new movies... Three new films in the theater since like the pandemic eased up. Two of them have starred Emily Blunt. Cool. <laughs> and the other one was... Also started a British woman, Florence Pugh. <laughs> you can't escape Brit ladies in the theater. Right nope. No, it was an, it was be it a enjoyable. quiet place or a jungle cruise. Yeah, yeah, and like I didn't know much about like I've never been to Disneyland or Disney World. Right. Um, I've never been on the Jungle Cruise ride, but I nor have I. Andrea has. She says it actually. She, she says it's very faithful to the story. It is good. It actually really is. Uh, Jesse Plemons is in it as a Nazi. Which is always fun. Okay. Yeah. Um, who else is in it? Uh, pa- Paul Giamatti is in it. <laughs> Jesse Plemons is a Nazi as only the second or third most reprehensible pa- character he's ever played. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Murder any nine-year-olds in this one? Well, he tries to. Did he? Hmm. Oh, he opened fires on a village using a Nazi U-boat. Um, yeah, that's different. That's from a distance. He didn't shoot a kid no, on a bike not, from no, like it, 10 no, feet no, away. No, no, no. He's got the Gatling gun on top sure. of the sub and he's emptying it out into a village. Um, so yeah, he's still reprehensible. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I will guarantee this will change things at the actual Disney ride. Yeah. Now, I'm sure there's already, like we saw a video, there's already like rock used memorabilia on the I ride. Bet. And I'm sure they'll change it to update certain characters. Cause there was one character apparently that was kind of very racist. Cool. Like a trader, trader Joe or whatever the guy's name was, who's now a woman in this one. That's not why it would be better. Right. It was just not terribly kind to culturally indigenous people, apparently. <laughs> Very stereotypical. From Disney, what? What? Have you yeah, seen Song of the South? I'm, I'm sure that Park Ride will become a bigger attraction now, much like the Pirates of the Caribbean one was. That's what they need is more pub, is Disney. They need... Yeah, yeah, they just... Get no, one's, no one's get really the, heard of them. Get their name out there. Uh, but yeah, I enjoy it. It's, it's a rock movie. If you've seen yeah. Jumanji or... Any of San the, Andreas, any or, of the jungle yeah. <laughs> rock. Did you see? Pantheon. Did you see the um, pitch meeting yet? For for jungle? No, I'm waiting to watch it. Oh my god, they actually talk about that. Like, I'm sure they're like, well, it's the jungle, the rock. Like, because they talk as soon as he pitches it, like, there's a call from the rock wanting to be in it. <laughs> and they're like, no, he has to be in every movie starring the Jungle Book. Yeah, and the jungle, like, he wasn't in the Jungle Book. He's like, no, he was the voice of Baloo. But no, he wasn't. <laughs> he was the voice of Baloo. <laughs> Jungle Book's actually pretty good. Jungle yeah. Book, uh, Hot Take, is the best of the live action I still have not uh, seen remakes. I've and this is of coming the live from someone. Remakes. All I've actually seen is Aladdin. You didn't see Beauty and the Beast? Didn't see Beauty and the Beast, did not see Lion King, did not see the Jungle Book. Uh, you can skip most of those. Lion King was. Lion King was bad. Well, it, Lion King wasn't very good. I've never watched Lion King again. Uh, Aladdin, I just have a special attachment to Aladdin. Jungle Book still. Jungle Book was was yeah. the best one because Jungle Book was really making a movie out of the least. There isn't much to the animated one. Yeah. It's about an hour long, yeah. and it's mostly songs. Yeah, people forget early yeah. Disney films were barely an yeah. hour long. It's, it's all these ones that you have fond memories of. You have fond memories of because they were. You an go hour back long. and watch Jungle Book. There isn't much to it. Even even yeah. if it was longer, it's like just mostly songs. Yeah, They're just it's, walking it's, it's from one place for, to another. Yeah, it's scenes that take place so you can get to another song. Yeah. Much like fucking Empire Records. <laughs> yeah. I, I could, I, Which I was my it. main complaint on 
Empire Records, which got people very, very mad at me. Whatever. I don't care. They still they still read my post. That's right. It's getting the clicks. You can be as angry as you want. Read right. my post. I'll be fine. All right. All right, anything else? No. Uh, we still managed to make it an hour and 45 minutes on Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good considering I've had to pee for like the last 20 hours. <laughs> So uh, we'll try to get back onto a regular schedule. I don't know how things will go once we both get working again. Uh, school's right around the corner, but I was not. I, I just broke my own rule. I don't talk about school in the basement. Um, so we'll be back next time, whenever that is. Hopefully, I'll be back into my uh, movie watching. Until then, I'll be uh, best ball drafting and preparing for ours for the PLP draft. Um, I think I scheduled it for. I want to say I scheduled it for the Sunday morning around this time. I say it's 1 o'clock. Uh, I think I scheduled it for like 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning, like right before the season starts, I believe. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. the 5th, maybe. Um, in any event, that's when that'll happen. But we should record at least what, one, two more times between, then, between now and then. At least two more times, I would say. Um, and hopefully watch more things. Get back. And I miss my Korean movies. I, do, I really <laughs> do. Quality. I really do. Um, I was thinking I, I might watch Villainous tonight. Oh, yeah. I haven't gotten around to that yet. All right. Well, we'll uh, talk to you again next time.